Gosh, I'm really nervous about telling the story, but I'm going to tell it anyway because while my friends and my family know and I'm writing a book about it because uh, it was a very long-winded experience. It started when I was 20. Uh, I was diagnosed as a bipolar schizophrenic when I was 20 years old. Um, and I knew in my heart that the psychiatrist had got it wrong, but I didn't want to like, go and get a second opinion. Um, first, it cost my, money, uh, cost my family so much money, and, uh, well, I thought maybe the second guy might say it as well. And, and I really, you know, at that age, when you're 20, you just go, like, these guys have just got it wrong. So what resulted from that was I lived for 21 years in five hours a day of seclusion, and that really affected um, sort of uh, personal relationships um, because, of, because of the anxiety of the diagnosis. I thought I could get over it on my, on my own. And in the process, I got very ill, um, became very spiritual, uh, tried everything, <laughs> um, and finally got over it about eight years ago, uh, which is awesome. I, you know, the last eight years have been great. There was a small little hiccup. About two years ago, uh, there was one small little thing that I still had to get over. Uh, but let's go back to the story. So the story is quite exciting. Um, so I'd been living in Hawaii for two years. Uh, I was the South African windsurfing champion. And I started competing from the age of nine, nine years old. At 18, when I was in the army, I was South African senior, like overall windsurfing champion. Uh, I was in the army then, but I had to take two months AWOL or two months absent without leave. Uh, so I had to like, leave the army to, to uh, train for the, so that I could win the, this championship that was so important coming up, which I did win, luckily. I just, just won it actually by, by a hair. It was that year that I met this guy, Josh, from Maui, Hawaii, and, and he was out there for a com competition in Cape Town. And we were at a restaurant and he told a whole group of us youngsters, uh, sort of young aspiring professional windsurfers, that whenever the waves got really big, he would take magic mushrooms. So I remember I stored it in the back of my mind because I knew it was pretty scary going on big waves. I'd been on some really hairy stuff in South Africa a couple of times. But I'd seen some videos of the guys in Maui and I was thought, how the hell do these guys do it? And then when I went to Hawaii, uh, it was pretty crazy and I was doing pretty well. But the, uh, I couldn't understand how these guys were so good in big waves. All right. So uh, oh, sure, so nervous about telling this. But anyway, let me carry on. So um, I'd been competing now for two years on the tour. I'd uh, had some hairy experiences in the army. I had basics and in infantry and ladysmith. Uh, I'd seen a guy lose his marbles completely and just punch the wall and like blood running down the wall. And then I'd been competing for two years around the world, um, been to destinations all over the world um, and was doing really well until I took these mushrooms in Maui and went to a competition in Portugal. And I didn't sleep for eight or nine whole days. Um, there was a lot, a lot going on in my mind. I actually had a feeling like I needed to get home and look after my family. Um, Nelson Mandela had just been released from prison. And there was a whole, and there was talk of bloodshed in South Africa, like mass bloodshed for the white people. And it wasn't just that. I, I just started getting a feeling um, like a year before that, that being a professional windsurfer wasn't the right thing for me. And then when I took the, the magic mushrooms, and it was a large dose, like a very, very big dose, you're talking a, a whole beer glass filled with fresh Kibenzi mushrooms. Kibenzi are the second strongest uh, mushrooms, second highest. They're very, very high in psilocybin, which, which you know, puts your mind into this altered state. 
And um, I was very, very, very fit at the time. I was just about to leave. I'd been training like crazy for this competition in Portugal. And I'd been doing really well up, to, up until then. I was getting some results in the, in the top 10 of, of uh, positions in the top 10. And, and um, yeah, so I was, I was confident that I was, I was going to make it to, to the top. But I just had this feeling in the back of my mind that, and, you know, my parents were going through financial difficulties at the time. And I was sponsored by Malibu Liqueur and 5FM, which was cool, but it wasn't really giving me enough money. So I was working on the side as well. I was doing that, you know, and just kind of throwing everything at it. And, but while wow, the mushrooms just sent me for a loop, hey, like just for, I didn't sleep for eight full days and I swam out to sea and eventually I got um, just injected and I had sleep therapy. There's actually, there's a lot more to the story and that's going to be in the book. And then I came home to South Africa and then I was so excited about seeing the psychiatrist that I didn't sleep the whole night before. And then on the way there, it was a 90-minute drive. So um, we're nearly there. And my dad said, you know, he's stopping for coffee. Do I want to have some coffee? And I hadn't had coffee for two years, two and a half years. So I said, yeah, I definitely need some coffee. I want it to be alert. So I had this sort of cup of coffee. And if anyone knows me, I'm quite ADD as it is. You know, my brain kind of I battle, I battle con to concentrate. Um, I've always had that since high school. Even though I did well in school, I, I really battled to concentrate. So anyway, this coffee just made me sort of tell the psychiatrist my whole life story in rapid fire, just kind of just shooting it out. And he was just like nodding his head and writing down the paper, giving me, well, he wasn't giving me eyes. He was just writing down his paper, you know, and trying to bring me back to what happened in Portugal. Anyway, then, then he asked me a very important question. He said, do you ever get really down? So I said, yeah, yeah, of course I get really down. Which in hindsight, that's kind of like a leading question. But anyway, so I said, yeah, of course I get really down. And then he put me on these tablets um, that had me staggering around for two days. So I looked up in the Merck manual, which is a manual of how to, um, uh, like what tablets, so it was basically a manual before Google, all right? And um, the tablets I was on was uh, haloperidol and lithium, which is basically what you take if, and it said straight there, you have um, bipolar schizophrenia or psychosis. And I was just like, I was just crushed. It was like a ton of bricks coming down on me that he had diagnosed me as psychotic. Um, so I went back to him three months later and I was like, yeah, okay. But I was off the tablets and um, I thought I'm going to fight this thing by myself. And so then I studied to be a chiropractor, and, but I had to live in seclusion for five hours a day, especially, especially when I started studying. And then that really affected my interpersonal relationships I had to start lying about why I was spending so much time in seclusion, which really affects my interpersonal relationships. Anyway, that's the first installment of this, and um, I'll, carry on with, I'll carry on with it soon.